Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined, shock horror, by uh, <clears throat> Tapis de Batterie, because he's in France now and that's his fucking name. Yep. So, Tapis de Batterie, or whatever, <laughs> how the fuck you say it. How are you? I, I Why did you leave I... us? Why did you leave us for so long? Did yeah, it make you feel it's... good to know that we were all alone? No, it makes me feel good to know that you're still there. <laughs> you haven't just ceased uh-huh. to be when I when I can't see you anymore. So, you know, object object permanence is a thing. So that's good, dude. You're at least like twenty years old. You've probably got object permanence <laughs> by now, at least. <laughs> Although I want to say I am very disappointed in you. Really, I'm very very disappointed. Yeah, like he's been cursing under his breath all day. Oh, hang on, because one second, one second. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still c- c- um, coughing up tooth tooth floss. So, hang on. <clears throat> You're coughing you... up tooth floss. You're not supposed to eat. Oh, <laughs> oh you sneaky little shit. Yeah. Okay. See, we can't remember what we had for breakfast, and you're referencing that. Yeah, yeah well, I did call it tooth yeah. floss, so it's not all good. But I am very, I am very disappointed in how disrespectful you've been, because I had a whole thing planned out if you weren't going to be here for another podcast. Yeah. A whole story of what, why you weren't going to be here. It involved you forming a boy band, which was okay. not actually really a boy band. It was just you yelling at stray cats in an alleyway. <laughs> but you, you insisted it was a boy band, even though it was only you. But I'm a boy. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not technically a band. But... And you were going to call yourself the new kids on the block, and you were going to get really, really angry when people pointed out that was already a thing. <laughs> But now you've ruined it. Now now that, that fun little story that I was going to go off, it was going to be like five, ten minutes of quality content. Was there a, a pleasing character arc in there? There was going to be a lovely character arc, and you've completely ruined it now. So no, I hope you're happy with yourself. Oh, no. I kind of wish that... Okay, drama, pretend you're not here, because I really want to hear where this goes. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Miss Mister uh, Drummer Matt, um, Matthew Tapi Esquire? Hon, hon, hon. Yeah, I'm... I'm... As, as, I shouldn't admit this, but I don't know what you're saying. Te- <gasps> You've been in France, what, at least a day? Well, like a week and a half. I, I wasn't wrong. No, you were I said at least a day. She, she is saying drummer Matt in, in French. Okay. Well, it's more like, I'm not saying Matt as a name, I'm saying it as like a doormat oh, or well, something. That's why that I couldn't look out what you're saying, because I haven't learned from <laughs> a doormat yet. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot, God. <laughs> Piscine. Drum. That's all you learn in, in French at school. Piscine. Don't piscine yeah, school, the pool. School French has taught me nothing. Oh, actually, no, because I could order baguettes, which is what you learn in French at school. <laughs> ha- uh, have you had to order baguettes while you've been in France? Oh, God. Yeah, every day. Like, literally, oh. not, not even joking. <laughs> the whole, <laughs> to be the fair, whole that sounds fresh genuinely heavenly. Baguette every day is a, is a thing. Marvellous. That's perfect. Did I ever tell you how at the one time that I've been to France, a French person legitimately came up to me and asked me the way to the beach. So I just came up to him and was like, uh, où est la plage? And I was like, and I, I was prepared. That was like the one question that school trained me to be able to answer. And I just stared at him because I was just not, I was not prepared. And then he just kind of looked at me, sighed and went, 
which way is the beach? <laughs> I was just like, it's it's over that way. And he was like, oh. thank you, and walked off. And I felt I felt like he was so disappointed in me. Oh, oh yeah, because you're an Englishman. Well, yeah, and that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I've had that a few times actually because I've just you can get from context and things you can just about get what people are saying a lot of the time, especially if it's basic stuff. But quite often. It has to go through an extra, you know, you hear it and then you understand in English and you reply without really thinking. But because I've got to go through their step of translating it in my head, by the time I've worked out what they said, they've already given up and wandered off. I'm like, no, but I know what you mean now. (laughs) Come back. I know that the cat is on the table. So you basically have Skype lag in real life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's just making me feel really stupid, which is a bit annoying. But it's good. I've got... I've got proper French lessons starting next month, and I'm going to a free one this afternoon, actually, which might oh, be nice. alright. Because there's like, that sounds pretty rare. At like um, community centres type things, there's like a couple of free lessons every week. Awesome. So, and yeah, hopefully, they also... won't all just walk off if you're having trouble translating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as long as it's I can get by through Google Translate, it's, it's alright. And I'll, I'll learn, so it's all good. It's just a bit scary being in a city and be like, right at the start, I was like, I can't talk to anyone here this is weird now you know how we feel but, well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> careful you're cutting a bit closer to the bone there <laughs> oh but yeah it's good it's good we haven't we've got a few we're still in an airbnb at the moment yeah. um hence my experimental setup of laptop on the floor so it's got wi-fi and then <laughs> i'm sat cross-legged on a lacquer it's a like a big cushiony seat thing but it's like six inch off the floor so I'm kind of sat cross-legged on that with the microphone on the table in front of me because I haven't got a desk either. So it's like, it seems to be okay. But hopefully we've got some house viewings this week. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll find somewhere of our own. Because this place is lovely. And the people here, to be fair, bless them. They're absolutely, everyone here so far has been amazing. Like, we went around for a drive at the weekend with the people who own the Airbnb just driving around looking for to-let signs outside buildings so we could like, ring them and then they helped us ring some and things. I was like, you guys don't really have to do that, but awesome. Maybe maybe they just really don't like you. <laughs> they want to get rid of us. Yeah, and they're like, we need to get these fucking English people the fuck out of our building. Let's just drive them around and look for four sale signs because I need my life back. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they're afraid you're going to make their building leave the EU. That's the problem. <laughs> but yeah, that's all right. But what with learning French and... Having to do flat hunting and things. I haven't really seen anything of any sort of media, I guess. Games or films or anything. I, I guess so, that's actually a fairly reasonable excuse. I guess. I mean, a bit a bit a moving to another country. Yeah. So, I mean, I've lo- watched a lot of YouTube, but I mean, I'm not sure how relevant that counts to <laughs> anything useful. Well, I guess it, <laughs> well, it depends. Did you watch any videos about dabbing or, I don't know, what's the latest memes? Dabbing. Because it isn't dabbing. Dabbing. It's not dabbing. It's probably not dabbing. No. Um, but the kids look to dab. Yeah, I, I, I really wish you wouldn't bring up dabbing. <laughs> it's, it's awful. I don't want to Google that, do I? No, it's not. It's just, it's just stupid. Like pose that people. It's, it's. I think it's classified as like a dance. I don't know. But yeah, it's all the kids are into dabbing. Yeah, it's very, it's very stupid. Don't, don't look it up. You, you'll be stupid of having known. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, fortunately, um, we, we have got our fingers on the pulse and we can teach you about Excellent. everything that's gone on. And by everything, I mean like the two or three things that we've actually been paying attention to. Yeah, like the Nintendo <laughs> Switch like event happened. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've actually seen a little bit about that. Mm, I watched it like, I watched like two minutes of it at like two in the morning and then went and played Overwatch instead. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I, I watched the uh, the recording, so I did get caught up. Okay, so you watched it enough to work out that you couldn't play Overwatch on it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what I said, but you're not entirely wrong, actually. <laughs> shall, shall we just talk about the Nintendo Switch straight off, then? Yeah, okay. Okay, um... So, uh, how much do you know, do you know, Matt, about uh, it? Bits and bobs. I saw the um, the trailer a month or two ago, whenever that was. The, sort of, the yeah. one where we, I think we spoke about it with everyone partying on the roof and everything. I saw that. <laughs> well, let me take this £300 piece of kit to a bar, because that's mm. a good use of my time. Well, in fairness, people do that with phones. Is that how much, is that how much it is, £300? It's £280 uh, in, the, in the UK, yeah. But there, there is you know, a few caveats to that. But, so no one get cranky. We're, we're going to probably complain a lot about Nintendo's. I don't know. I think, I, I think we're usually okay for complaining about Nintendo because most most of the stuff that we deal with is like PC gaming. Yeah. So, yeah, this is true. Okay. <laughs> so we can probably get away with like bad mouthing Nintendo for a while. Oh yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> few few points of note on it. Uh, it's it's release date is March the third this year. Okay. Going to be uh, about two hundred ninety nine dollars, two hundred eighty pounds. Thanks. Brexit. Further regional prices to be announced, I believe. Uh, uh, they've actually there's no region lock on this one. Yeah, yeah, they've actually okay. done the sensible thing and not had that now, so that's that's a positive. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm glad about that. So you can get all your weird Japanese games for it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Although there is a problem with that. Um, which is that if you want some decent games on launch, well, I say decent games, but if you want games on launch, <laughs> then getting them from other regions is probably what you're going to have to do. Because in in Japan, its launch lineup is a um, a very beefy eight games. Yeah, don't play them all at once. Now, bearing eight. in mind like yeah, yeah eight. eight. Uh, bearing in mind like the PS4 had, I think it was over twenty was when it twenty six or something. Um, I mean, granted, some of those were download only titles, and some were titles that were on other systems. But Japan has um, more than anyone else. Uh, the US has six games, <laughs> and for us, um, we will only get five games on five. launch. I can five tell games. you the complete list. It is Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which looks good. Um, one two switch, which we'll get to later. Oh yes. Uh, Super Bomberman R, Skylanders, Imaginators, and Just Dance 2017. Ah, oh, Just Dance. Yeah. That is the that is that, the that's... complete launch lineup. I can't wait to get my Just Dance machine. Yeah. Oh wait, I can't because they're fucking sold out everywhere. Yeah. This is already. another fucking big problem. Nintendo. I was, uh, just one thing about the the launch lineup thing. One okay. last thing, which is the the w- one extra one that the US gets is the Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. Oh. That's not fair. <laughs> we don't get that apparently. I, I I I looked at a launch list and it's not even listed. Like this year coming out, what? so I don't know if it's ever. Why? Why would you stagger releases if you can just buy them from other countries anyway? Yeah, let's just buy it from America. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the availability of the Nintendo Switch is pretty boned mm. because it's sold out fucking everywhere, and they 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 have been shits for just not providing adequate products to be sold. Yeah, well, like the... Amiibos, the fucking uh, the uh, what was it? The SNES Classic, the NES Classic, the NES, the NES Classic, which they didn't they send like one like a few WalMarts, just one console each. Oh, many many um, outlets to, at least. were only sent like one, two, or three. Yeah, um, of of this this new thing that was like the hit thing was, that everyone wanted for Christmas. It was that ROM that that, that ROM emulator 
that you could plug into your TV. Yeah, I mean, which, I to be fair, I, I really did want it because it's super cute. Yeah, it was adorable. It was totally adorable. But the fact that it was like, oh, we produced ten. <laughs> Have fun, fight, you know, like fight to the death for one or whatever. Well, I guess that's the thing. It's you know the the press of having it sold out everywhere. Must buy rather than they can't leave the shelves. Yeah, mm. but yeah, that's. I think that, I think they can probably work out the balance there a little yeah. better because all it ended up with was that the people who could afford to to order like five or six of them like early on would Made get those bank. and then sell them oh, again, you know for astronomical shit. prices over there. Just people scalping it. Yeah, That's, yeah. That was what oh, it really cool. encourages. But this is this is seemingly happening, not on quite such a ridiculous scale, but that's also happening with the Switch, with everything selling out already. Yeah. So that's not good. Uh, there is the, the big um, taking the piss thing that has kind of come out as well. Oh, which one? What's this? Uh, well, it's the uh, the online service. Right. So you know how how you have you pay for Xbox Live and yeah. PlayStation Plus and to access oh. like the online features and stuff. Oh yeah, you do now with PS4. Don't you? you didn't with PS3. No, no, you didn't. No, that was good. Um, they're doing that with the Switch as well, oh. but okay. for the first for the first year it's free, and then after that you have to pay. Are they it's announced five dollars every month. Okay, five dollars. You get you get a free ROM. Yeah. Per month that they take away from you afterwards. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, you know how um, with with the other services you get games. You that, get incentives. Yeah. Like you get incentives. Yes. Well, I lived with a guy who had um, PlayStation Plus, and it was actually pretty. Well, this was back on PS3 days, where you did so you didn't have to have it. You only had to have it if you wanted to. I can't even remember what you needed it for with PS3. I think it was just an op- completely optional thing, wasn't it? But you got loads of free games. I was like, actually, you know what? If you this isn't too bad, really. Yeah. Um, well, Nintendo saw that uh, that model and went, how about instead of doing that, we do it shit? I um, think that was exactly what yeah, they said. You, yeah. you, you get a, I think it's, it is a old NES or Super Nintendo game per month. And at the end of that month, they take it away again. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, I'm not, I'm not being funny, but like how, how many minutes, like estimate how many minutes it would take you and I'm not encouraging this, but how many minutes would it take you to go download an emulator and a ROM for a single game and get that running on your computer? Well, you see, seeing as I've never done that, I'll have to guess maybe two minutes. Yeah. So, I guess. <laughs> and then you've got that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you I know. Mean, like, what about, like, so we've bought a couple of games on the Wii. Oh, the fucking Wii, the original like Wii. Castlevania, and it's like, so... Yeah, the original Wii Virtual Console was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't particularly have too much faith in their ability to emulate their own games I either. I don't know what it is about Nintendo and online services, but they just can't seem to do it. Yeah. They're a bit, they're a bit crap at it. Yeah, well, they've never really done it properly before, have they? Mm. I don't think. Well, they tried with the Wii U, but um, I played a Wii U once, um, because I'm pretty sure only three of them are in this country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, actually, speaking of the the other consoles, there was a fun a fun little thing in the the um, presentation where they made a big deal about how the the Switch is inspired by all of their previous consoles, like the controllers on well, there's them. There's the especially. analog from the N sixty four. Yeah, they, they keep bringing up all these things, and they go through like their entire like back catalogue of consoles. Virtual Boy. 
the conveniently no, yeah. missing out the virtual boy because <laughs> like, we were watching it we were like where's the fucking virtual boy Nintendo and it shows you like a collage of all the games like the game consoles well because the thing is like with VR being what it is at the moment like they could yeah. actually I would fully expect when you said that I was like oh they're gonna like go from this weird you know virtual boy naffness to like some sort of weird VR thing for it <laughs> the really weird thing is that they couldn't think of anything good to say about the GameCube. And bear in mind, yeah. I actually really like the GameCube. Yeah, GameCube so, is cool. yeah, GameCube is adorable. Yeah, so they go through all the things. They're like, okay, so the NES had this set up. It and... had, no, it had the the iconic D-pad buttons. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. it went B&A, on... motherfuckers. And then it went on to, like, uh, you know, the snares had these extra buttons. And then it got to, like, if it, and, like you know, the analog stick from the N64. And then it got to the GameCube, and then it was like... That had a handle which showed that we were thinking about portability of our home consoles even back then. It was just too soon. We were ahead of the curve. <laughs> it was like, what? I saw a great post that someone was like, yeah, that handle was actually for picking up and bashing a motherfucker for smashing you up in Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's what the, it wasn't for travel, it was for fucking assault. Yeah. It's like, I'm liable to agree. But uh, the. Um... The new controllers, which are called Joy-Cons. TM. TM. Trademark. Yeah, so I, I'd heard the Joy-Con thing. Um, That's, honestly, they sound like like little vibrators. They, yeah, they really they do. They look like little vibrators, and they sound like little vibrators. Like, they, oh, oh, hi, honey. Have you tried the <clears throat> Joy-Con TM? <laughs> the thing is, yes, they, Deirdre, I have. They oh. look really uncomfortable, because they're so small they're and weirdly cute. shaped. Yeah. And unlike the analog stick and buttons are, are so close together and like oddly spaced on each one, and they're mm. slightly different on each one. It just Asymmetrical looks, as well. Yeah, it looks really, really uncomfortable. It does look better with, um, there's like a strap that comes with it. Yeah, and um, for when you're detaching them and you play them, it's, it's on like their own. the Wii Wiimote kind of wrist strap thing. Yeah, they do look motion controls as well. They do look a little better. Oh, do they have motion controls? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. We, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So you know, you remember the the trailer for the Switch where it showed off all the stuff that yeah. was. Um, it was showing off as being a cool console for cool people on rooftops. Oh, rooftop and, party people. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rooftop party people. <laughs> Um, basically, in the presentation, they went, fuck those people, this is a motion control console again. You remember how well we did with the Wii U? <laughs> this is this again. The best part of the entirety of the presentation that lasted like an hour and ten minutes mm. was uh, one of the guys standing there with a Joy-Con in his hand going, if you stand here, you can feel ice in a glass. And he tilts it and he's like, that's one ice cube. And then another ice cube falls into this imaginary glass that they've superimposed next to me. He goes, "Aha! I feel two ice cubes." Yeah, they. they and then another well, one went in. He's like, "I feel three ice cubes." Yeah. And then it fills up with water, and he goes, "There's water in this glass." Yeah. That's the, HD rumble. Yeah. The um, the switch has a thing called <laughs> HD rumble. Sorry, HD rumble. HD yeah. rumble. It's it's really specific and okay. and high definition vibration, so you can feel how many ice cubes are in a glass. They they were really really adamant that that was a good use for it. <laughs> like that was that was we want to make Just it. For so all your this... water drinking sims. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's really it's really weird because they they've just made. It... They they tried to distance themselves from the the Wii sort of thing the and, and the gimmicky kind of part, and then they just kind of grabbed it again with both hands. Maybe that feels like they they were going out and trying to do something new, and then they freaked out and went back to something that was familiar. Yeah, because they had like a, a dip in confidence or something. Aww. Because the, the 
it seems that the um, the equivalent of Wii Sports or Nintendo Land, I guess, would be a good, good example for this console, like the mini game yeah. sort of thing that comes with the console to kind of show off the tech, is a thing called One Two Switch. I mean that game where they they literally sat there and it, they were like, the selling point is you don't even look at the screen; you yes. look into the eyes of your enemy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really weird part. So they they they're. Their like mainline game, their their flagship game for this console. Well, actually, the, the flagship game for the console is Zelda right now. Yeah, but... that's the only game they've shown off about. Yeah, we'll <laughs> pretend it's one two switch right now. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's sort of the one to show off. The tech is a game where you are not even required to look anywhere near the console. You just use the controllers and the way they vib- have their HD vibration. You need to. You need to like basically. Um, you need to look your opponent in the eye and tell how many glasses, how many ice cubes are in your glass, <laughs> and whoever picks wins. Whoever that, picks the correct amount wins. That could be true. The only thing the the trailer it showed really demonstrated was that there's like a game where you you do like a um, quick a cowboy draw. quick draw. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I don't know because it kind of showed like two guys like in the stand like the uh, stereotypical western kind of desert, yeah. and they looked like they were just brimming with sexual tension. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, um, this, this, mm, okay. <laughs> this is, okay. Interesting new direction Interesting. you're going in there, Nintendo. Appealing <laughs> to the, uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know why. I was wondering while I was watching it if at some point all pretense would drop and then people that in these little vignettes they show would just start hard fucking. Mm. I don't know why, but that kind of got into my head that that would... That would be funny, well, it, and it wouldn't leave my head after it, that. It would be funny, but what you just made—that sounds like you just made crack fiction. Well, possibly, and you need to write that because <laughs> someone out there will fap to it. Well, yes. Right. Speaking of fappable things, okay. there, was, there was the other um, Nintendo. Uh, like, it's not actually a launch title, but they made out like it was a launch title, but it's not really. What you mean, like most of the games well, yeah. they were bragging about, uh, which was Arms, Arms, Arms. Yes, this the new up and coming game called Arms. Arms. Where, okay, so the, the live action video. There's this big, big Vinnie Jones lookalike kind of ham man, and he he's wandering up and he's squaring up to this Japanese schoolgirl, and then she right. like, she throws her arms out and then her arms turn into springs with like, boxing gloves on the end of it. Yeah. And then he does the same, and then they fight with their arms. It's really, it's the most innovative shooter I've seen in years, honestly. <laughs> Calling the game ARMS is very much like... That sounds like a working title. It sounds like... It would be the equivalent of calling the next FIFA game Legs. <laughs> I would be all for that. <laughs> legs 2018. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it looks quite... It's, it's basically kind of a boxing game it, that it, uses the, joy, the Joy-Con sort of, you know, the whole motion control It looks frame. like a cute, um, a cute party game. Yeah, it looks quite... It does look fun, but it looks like it'd be fun for about 15 minutes. And then you'd never play it again, and then like a year down the line, someone would go, Hey, do you remember that really weird game that Nintendo made where you had the really weird long, like, springy arms and someone go you mean legs and they go no i can't remember what the name was but it was fucking stupid and then everyone will forget about it for another two years um the names of the ca- the two characters in it were, were pretty fantastic oh, what was it spring man and ribbon girl yes mm. showing uh the height of originality I mean, in a game called arms it's like you didn't yeah. expect anymore well the thing is like, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm upset that there's not like a springy super punch arm guy 
The thing is, it looks like quite imaginative. Like the actual designs are quite interesting and fun. Very Splatoony. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a Splatoon with arms. Yeah, like so it, Splatoon needed more arms. Yes, because it looked so. It looks nice. Is there a new Splatoon game? Because that was like quite successful for. Yes, Splatoon Two has been announced as well. Okay. Yeah, it, that does look quite cute. But arms. This is the game <laughs> everyone's going to be excited yeah. about. Yeah, no, um, uh, Splatoon 2 was also shown okay. on the... Uh... I'd never played it, but I saw clips of it, and it looked quite good fun. Yeah, it looks... It, it, I always wanted to play it, but again, it was the problem of that you had to play a Wii U, yeah. and that was the major issue, because... <laughs> problem with Splatoon 2 is that you've got to buy a Switch, and then pay monthly for no reason. Although, at least it looks... Yeah, I mean, that'll be shitty yeah. once, you, once you get to that point. That, um... That's going to be like, okay, I guess I'm not playing online then. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, like... I mean, there's like from a consumer point of view, there's no fucking point in doing it because it's kind of taking the piss. Yeah, it's just taking content away. It's from literally it. Although, just like, hey, can we have some money? There is some things you can access without the the membership. I can't remember what it is though. And there is like a list somewhere of what you can access, but it's still bullshit. Um, is it as long as the uh, the Europe launch titles? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Maybe. that was fucking catty as shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, no, Splatoon 2 looks looks quite... Uh, it does look good. It looks that like Splatoon, look you know? Yeah, it looks um, nice. It looks cute. Super cartoony. Inklings. Yeah. They, oh, they also did uh, announce... Well, I say announced. Um, they showed a trailer for the new Mario game. Have you seen anything about that? Oh, yeah, because they showed... No, they showed, like, a little bit of Mario running around in the, like, teaser trailer or whatever it was. But I don't yeah, think they mentioned the game um, at that point. They just showed Mario and was like, well, this could be a tech demo. It could be a game. Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's Super Mario a Odyssey, and yeah, Super Mario Odyssey, and okay. it it looks like a GTA Four mod. <laughs> it does what? a bit. It's like you know, have you seen those really weird gifs or videos of people who've been like, "Hey, so I've replaced them like um, Trevor in GTA Four with um, Mario, or a horse." It looks like that because it's like this. Isn't Trevor from GTA Five? Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Yeah, because Nico Bellic's in. in oh yeah, yeah. God, I fucking I haven't played a GTA game in years. <laughs> Give me a break, you ass. <laughs> it's shut up. Well, things if I don't correct you, then you'll just get a comment on the podcast. Someone going, actually, okay, uh, snipe. <laughs> actually, like, yeah, I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> and now some fucker's gonna do it. I'm so fucking okay. I am so mad at you. Fucking sitting there about to type that comment. You're not funny. No, no, they would have typed it like as soon as you said it, and then when they when we had this conversation, they were like, "Oh, um, I hope, I hope shit. that, I honestly fucking hope they've typed it, posted it, and then they've heard this part, and then replied with sorry, <laughs> and then replied with okay, you can stop going on about it, and like they haven't figured out how to delete comments, so they're just kind of like just spiraling into into despair." But I digress. Yeah, Dave, you idiot. Yeah, Dave, fuck, you know what I hate about Dave? He probably thinks Super Mario Odyssey doesn't look a GTA Five mod. Yeah. The twat. Okay, so to go back to it, how does it look like a GTA Five mod? Okay, it, it kind of looks like... What was it they were saying? That Mario's going to be sucked into a very familiar place, and then they show, like... It looks like New York. New York, and he's just wandering around New what, York. Like, real a bunch New York? Of... Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Not like real, real New York. No, no, no. It's still no, kind no, of a but bit cartoony, like, but... Set in our world, not in Mario world. Yeah. I mean, it does okay. look like... I think the whole kind of theme is him going to different worlds, so there are some other much more colourful and oh, more yeah. recognisably Mario-y kind of Because, mm, yeah, I didn't worlds. really like the, the look of um, the New York area. It's just very... The thing is, it's realistic, which is a problem, because you've got this really cute, colourful mascot character, like, jebbing about in there. 
and it's everything's grey and boring. And a lot of people have compared it to that. It looks a little like Sonic 06, which is kind of funny. Ooh, I see that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the, the game looks. It does. I mean it. It looks like the sort of Mario game I'd be uh, I'd be interested in because you can jack cars in this one. Well, no. Um... <laughs> Kill hookers, you know. Standard Mario. <laughs> you know that classic staple yeah. of Mario. <laughs> Because, like, a lot of the newer stuff has all been, like, the new Super Mario stuff, where it's all been very abstract, and it's just been, like, a modern version of the 2D stuff, or even when it's been, like, the 3D stuff, it's still this kind of abstract world. Mm. It's not, they've not tried to create, like, a, like, kind of a Mario 64-style, like, proper, cohesive world. And I kind of miss them doing that, so so I, I will be interested to see how it comes out. Also, Mario's hat is alive now. Yeah, it has eyes. What? Well, what happened is Nintendo... Um, happened. They <laughs> sat there and they went, what can we do for the new game? And someone went, we can make Mario's hat alive. And then someone shouted at them and said, you said the exact same thing about Zelda. And then we made Minish Cap. We're not doing it for Mario. But I guess he kept insisting, so but they did it again. Then I guess they realised that the guy he was shouting out is like the son of the owner, and they were oh, like, "Oh no, yeah. that's a really good idea, actually." <laughs> no, so no. the hat has eyes, and you can like. I do like the idea of you take the hat off and you throw it, and then you can use it as a jump pad. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but I don't know. See, making it alive just adds a lot of questions. Like, is it okay with being a subservient? piece of headwear that just sits on Mario's head until it is deemed useful to be fucking jumped on. <laughs> also, um... I'm getting very existential yeah. here, but... Uh, the other thing that they've done is now Bowser is dressed in a pimp outfit, oh, yeah. and he looks fucking badass. Yeah, oh, he's like proper... Ooh. He's got like a white pimp suit. Oh, it's so amazing. Fresh. Oh, you see, it looks what it looks like from the trailer is it looks like he's getting married to Peach, and to me, the entire thing looks like Mario has just been dumped by Peach and can't accept that the relationship is over, and she's moved on, <laughs> and he's like going to go she's, crash the wedding. She's moved to New York, moved away from the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> she, she's just trying to get her own space, and he will not leave her the fuck alone. She's like, "Look, Mario, I've got I've got my new boyfriend Bowser, and we're getting married, so just leave me alone." He's like, "Nah." Did I ever tell you about the time that I saw someone who'd drawn? A Mario, uh, not Mario, a Peach X Bowser porn. Why is that? Um, and Bowser, the head of Bowser's penis was spiky, just like his shell. <laughs> Peach didn't worse. seem to mind. That sounds a bit like a cat's winkle. A little bit, actually. Maybe, maybe it's to induce ovulation. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't. I don't really want to think about it that much. To be perfectly, well, you fucking brought it up. You're like, hey, look at all this Mario porn I've been watching. You guys speaking. Of penises oh, so now you're gonna change in Nintendo subject. games. Okay. And I can't believe this is a segue I can That's make and it actually be accurate. Oh! Okay, so are you familiar with the, uh, the Shin Megami Tensei games, Matt? No. I don't think so. Okay, you've, have you ever heard us talk about um, Digital Devil Saga? Mm, possibly. Okay, we probably well, haven't. Well, probably it... zoned it out because we're very, very yeah, boring people. Well, the, there's there's various games in in the series. It's like uh, like well, in the series, it's it's like the same under the same banner. Like the Persona games are under that, if I remember rightly. Uh, they're Japanese RPGs. Now okay. there is a reoccurring character in that called Mara. Mara is he will be your favorite character. Now Mara is shown in the background on in this trailer for the new SMT game. On this Nintendo presentation. Do you want to know what Mara is? What is he? Mara is a giant... I repeat, giant... Bright green... 
penis monster. <laughs> like, not not I'm making a joke. Or it looks like a penis. Like, literally is a penis. Like, head of the penis, cock and balls, every, you know, the whole <laughs> thing. That rides a chariot and has a big monster more, like... Where, like, basically where the uh, the heart of the penis, I believe it's called. I believe that's the, the frenulum? Yes, where that would be located as a big gaping maw. Okay. That was in the trailer. You had to look in the background and know where to look, but he was there. So, giant penis monster on the Nintendo Switch. If, it had, if, the, if the Nintendo Switch presentation had, honest to God, just been some guy out there standing on a stage for an hour going, penis monster with teeth who rides a chariot. By our console, I would have fucking bought it by now. You see, the only because I I respect that kind of honesty. <laughs> I'd I'd always put off playing the uh, the Shin Megami Tensei games, um, apart from Digital Devil Saga. And now I'm like, why wasn't I playing them? There is a giant penis monster. So is the giant penis monster in all of the games? In quite a lot of them. Yeah. Well, there we go. There's that. Yeah. It's everyone's new favorite character. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was there. Oh, there was a uh, Project Octopath Traveler. Project Octopath Traveler. Ah, it's a cat, catchy name. Yeah, it's a Squeenix RPG. Yeah, yeah okay. um, it it looks quite cute. It's kind of like um, kind of like sprites, but they're, they've been given depth, so they're kind of like a three D sprite because they've got shadows behind them. And they yeah, I guess um, it looks a little how um, Paper Mario looks, but with like SNES style sprites. Yeah, oh, cool. they, they only showed a little That's bit nice. of it. It um, does look quite sweet, to be fair. I would be interested to see that because I do. Square Enix a little while back kind of said, yeah, we don't know what we're doing with our RPGs. Took them long enough to admit, really. So we should probably, you know, actually try and make some old school RPGs again. And hopefully this will be one of those things. So I'll be interested in trying that um, at some point. Uh, Oh, they also showed off um, Skyrim. um, Because, yeah. Four-year-old game. I'm so glad I'll be able to buy it again. Again. And then EA got on stage um, to say oh, that there would be FIFA on the console. Oh, God. Okay. That was my favourite part because EA, obviously, soulless, evil creatures. The people on stage. Okay. There was this big, long, unkillable long men yeah. guy on stage. He was like, <laughs> my son's middle name is Luigi. And then he'd kind of like look off to the side and there'd be this sweet guy behind him going like, like speaking in Japanese, like translating. And this, the guy up front was so irredeemably evil. Well, I don't... I, I no, think... no, he was the literal devil. I've decided this, so it's true. I think you might be judging him by his proximity to EA. Yeah, <laughs> do you think that's unfair? That's like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Just no, because I'm... I'm a member of the KKK... Do, you see what I mean? You see the fucking <laughs> argument you're giving me? It's fucking pointless. That guy was fucking sinister. He was a big, long, evil, evil guy. Yeah. And I didn't like him. He was an unkillable long man. Yes, he was an unkillable long man. So yeah, there's. uh, I guess the thing to take away from that is there is FIFA on the uh, on the Switch. If that is a thing that matters to you. Uh, What else? Oh, the only other real. There's there's only only other real thing was that yeah they they showed another trailer for for New Zelda at the end. Yeah, which it seems okay. Um, I would actually like to ask a a question of the audience um, if if anyone feels like answering this for me. Um, There is voice acting in this trailer, and I was honestly thinking, is there voice acting in any other Zelda game, with the exception of the the CDI ones, uh, because there's voice acting in those. But I can't remember if there's voice acting in any other Zelda game, so it's just kind of weird oh. to actually hear them talking like properly. There's the yeah. um, annoying little but... hover thing. Um... Yeah, no, oh, Navi. No, no, that's that's Ma- that's Majora. What? 
The little little buzzy thing that no, that's, that's, that's no, no, let's not do that. What? Um, no, no, that's that's Navi, but it doesn't really speak. It just goes, "Hey, listen." Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Like, it doesn't actually have proper voice acting. It just okay, has that yeah. like that's that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I was like, it says words. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> also, for the record, I was joking by referring to to Navi as Majora. That was a joke before. Uh, that same person's typing, just yes, typed they're, out they're a fucking co- No, Snipe, you're so dumb. Everyone knows Majora's the horse he rides. <laughs> <laughs> and that again started a new comment. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh, and of course, we are forgetting the most important part of the Nintendo Switch presentation. Yes. Suda51. He was there. And they didn't show off his badass tattoos. And that is a crime. That is... That is a crime. Actually, weirdly, when he came on stage, because I don't know if you've you know anything about Suda Five One. He Matt. is precious uh, and must be protected. He he does games. <laughs> yeah, he does weird games. Like yeah. he did uh, No More Heroes and um, Thingy and Killer Seven mm. and shit. Like, just just uh, games that are a little quirky. Um, but the guy who was doing the, the like the live translation for him was like the. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was just bad at what he was doing or if he was really nervous. I kind of think it was the latter. I think the guy was really nervous because they had two translators that were kind of listening to like them speak live and like live translating. Right. So there was one guy who was quite quite good at it. So you know, had a few stumbles here and there. You know, because it's live. Yeah. So. And then there was the other guy who was like. There was, like, a good few seconds pause when Suda51 was talking, where he was obviously just, like, freaking out and tripping yeah. over himself. And it was like, you, it's like, you just felt so bad for the guy. Like, oh, shit. And he's like, uh, um, uh, I'm very uh, excited, uh, happy. To, and it's like, oh, mate. I just felt so yeah. awkward on behalf of that guy. It's like, shit, dude. Oh, yeah. that, but I guess... Poor, poor man. I, I guess overall, the, uh, the Switch presentation was, like... I mean, it was fine. Yeah, like, the actual was... presentation was fine, but as it's as it went on, and as the days have gone by, and more um, details have been coming out, like the switch is looking less and less kind of interesting, um, especially to do with like the the, the shitty online stuff. Um, the fact it's already you know completely sold out. Oh, I want to talk about the pricing. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The pricing. So, yeah, like 280 quid for the console, which it comes with. HDMI cable, AC adapter, a uh, Joy-Con controller, the little screen and the dock. And the the two clips that you slide onto the each individual Joy-Con controller. Pretty decent. If you want an extra Joy-Con controller, I think it costs you $60, $70. Ooh, whoa. Is that for just one, or is that for the I pair th- of them? I think that's just... That, no, the, the pair is kind of like one inclusive, I oh, think. okay. So yeah, I think that's that. And then there's the Pro Controller, which is just what everyone will really want, because that's the non-gimmick controller. It's the one that just looks like a 360 controller. Yeah, those are like $70 as well. But there's nothing remarkable about those, as far as we can see. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then it's like, if you want another dock, because I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's like, you put, like, there's a little screen inside the dock, you pull that out. Yeah, yeah. Because the actual part of the screen is the console itself. Yeah, part of the screen is the console. So if you want a dock, you're going to have to buy another one. And those things cost like $90 each. And they're literally just a charging station. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, there is going to be no third party controllers for this at all. Yeah. It's like with the HD Rumble. It's like, maybe for the Pro Controller? 
But who the fuck knows? I mean, I wonder if it'll have any backwards compatibility to old controllers, because, like, the, um, the the Wii U, I mean, that went all the way back to, like, GameCube controllers. You could plug into that thing. Yeah, and Nintendo are usually pretty good at the whole. Although, it's a um, cartridge games, isn't it? So it's not going to be backwards compatible with any Wii or Wii U games. It's SD cards, isn't it? It's, I don't know, some sort of cartridge. Actually, I don't... I know absolutely nothing about its uh, the delivery method of games. I realise that now. I think I can't say for sure, but I'm sure it was SD cards. At least I heard it was anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't it'll... know exactly the format of the card. It's some sort of cartridgey card thing. Mm. It'll probably be like similar to how they do the the DS stuff, yeah, where it, where it is like a kind of pseudo SD card type thing. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all we've got to say about the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Yeah. So 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 Wiblet, what have you been up to apart from Nintendo Switching? Uh, apart from watching that thing for an hour. Yeah. The whole couple of weeks, what, what else have you been doing? Uh, I, I've been playing a lot of Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. No one was surprised. Because uh, that came out on the 3rd, I believe. Is this the one that you did the Pokemon mod of? Yes, it ah. is. Yeah, I, I saw that. Because, yeah, they've they've released uh, mod tools, which I've had a bit of a play with and I'm very bad with. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, you idiot. You can't Im- like immediately be awesome at something you've literally just started using. Yeah, What's yeah. wrong with you, moron? Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm going to have a play um, like changing a few textures around and stuff. It's just I haven't had the time because, um, as, as people have probably noticed, uh, we've ended up going from like one video a week to four videos a week. See right what now. happens when you leave, drummer Matt. <laughs> we miss you so much, we have to just completely bombard ourselves with work. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, they they added quite a few a few new cool things. I mean, there's there's like obviously new items and a couple of new bosses. Uh, but they added greedier mode, which is like a harder version of greed mode, and they added a new area um, called the void and a new final final boss and actually put a final ending for it. Because I don't know if you know this, Matt. Um, the Binding of Isaac has at this point I think twenty different endings. Yeah, because don't you play through it and you get to an ending, and then when you play it through the next time you. Get past that ending and get to a different ending or something. Yeah, basically. Uh, so the, Stackable uh, endings. Yeah, they added like two more for this. Uh, one for greedier mode and ones for beating the new bo- the new final boss who's called Delirium. Oh, I've heard good things um, about Delirium. The new bosses are pretty tough. <laughs> uh, let's think, because yeah, they've had it's had a lot of patching because the when it first came out, some of these new things were fucking ridiculously hard. <laughs> Like gr- the, which is the uh, the one with the double? Because I don't really play Bunny of Isaac, but there's like a boss that is two guys that oh, like um, in gimp suits. Sisters Vis. Sisters, yeah, those guys didn't they nerf them pretty? Severely? They nerfed them pretty hard. I did fight them and beat them in their harder version where they were much quicker. Okay, um, got a badass over here. But they were they were <laughs> tough, and they they did they did wreck my shit when I was fighting them. It's just cause I had a lot of life I could deal with it. <laughs> But those got nerfed heavily. Uh, greedier mode in general became more generous because it's kind of like regular greed mode, but with like an extra stage, an extra wave per... I think there's an extra wave? Anyway. Um, but it gives you less less money um, as you go through. So by the time you get to the end, you'll have less items than you normally would in greed mode. And then once you've beaten ultra greed at the end, it then has a really cool thing for the first time it happens anyway. Like, it, make, it makes you shit yourself, because what happens at the end of greed mode is when you beat the final boss, it turns to, like, a solid gold statue, and then you, you get the ending thing. In greedier mode, it turns into the solid gold statue, waits for a second, and then thuds start happening, and then it comes to life in that gold statue mode. That's fucking <laughs> rad. Which makes you shit yourself the first time <laughs> it happens. You're like, oh, fucking hell! <laughs> 
Um, and he just makes explosions happen everywhere, and it's a fucking nightmare. Unless you've got that upgrade that means that explosions heal you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Ha- Which is just like, haha, you cannot kill me, I have already won. It, it's, it's a real uh, lesson in, like... Paying attention to your surroundings, uh, ultra greedier as it's called. Ultra, oh, ultra greedier okay. okay. is the name of that boss. <laughs> sure. Uh, but again, that that mode got nerfed a fair bit because it was considered to be a little bit harsh. Although I get to feel cool because I did beat it in its harsh version. Nice. Uh, what awesome. else did they add? Oh yeah, De- uh, Delirium and the Void. Um, once you've beaten Hush, I think it's if you have to beat Hush with um, the new character Apollyon, mm-hmm. I think. I believe you. Or maybe it's just when you beat Hush for the first time after the mod came out. I don't know. Because I happened to just beat it with the Polyon, so I don't know. Um, but it... It's humble bragging over there. Oh, oh no, I no, happened no. to beat it. Well, I was, I was playing the shits on the game. Like, beating <laughs> Hush isn't particularly difficult. It just... Once, you, once you've played the game a bit, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to deal with. Certainly easier than Mega Satan. I can imagine. But once you've beaten Hush, um, it unlocks a portal that takes you to a new area where it's a massive area where each... Each tile, each set of like tile set in each room is taken from a random location in the game, and there's like six or seven boss doors in this area. One of them will have the new final final boss Delirium in it, who just morphs into every other boss in the game like wildly. And mm. the more you hurt him, the quicker he changes. So he ends up like changing what type of boss he is like every couple of seconds yeah. by the end of it. It's ridiculous. That sounds nightmarish. <laughs> Um, but also, they're all reskinned to look like Delirium, who's like this big white face with like yellow eyes. Oh. It looks really cool. He's like melting, and then you get the f- and once you beat him, you get the final bar, uh, the final ending rather, uh, that shows. I-, I won't spoil it for people if they haven't seen it, but you kind of see, you get a lot more context as to probably what really happened to Isaac, because mm. there's a lot of well, apart oh, from all the, I mean, we all know nothing good happened to that. Yeah, kid. there's a lot up to interpretation as about what really is really happening in that game. But yeah, so that's um, that's been fun. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, the mods have also been interesting to see. Uh, there's the Pokemon one that we played. Pokemods. The, uh, <laughs> where everything has changed to Pokemon. I don't know if I mentioned it in the video, but I've mentioned it on Twitter. that the, One of the first mods I saw was someone changed the voiceover file for when you get the balls of steel upgrade to be Duke Nukem. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal, and yeah. I fully support that. And people, people have been doing lots of little minor graphical tweaks... And they're working on currently making it so that those mods don't turn off achievements. Because currently, if you've got any mods running, it turns off achievements, so you That's can't That's kind game of the, the standard, system. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so they're working on making graphical mods not do that. So that should be interesting. I guess they just have to check to see what files are replaced. And if it's just stuff in like the GFX folder, then it's fine. So yeah, that, I've, that's been really fun. Um, I've been enjoying that again because it's just given me another excuse to keep playing The Binding of Isaac. <laughs> As if you needed an excuse. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I, last night I managed to beat... I have now beaten everything in the game with the new character on hardcore mode. Nice. Awesome. Because I went through and managed... Because I, I beat Delirium on hardcore mode a few days ago. But I hadn't gone down the dark path and managed to beat Mega Satan. But I managed to do that yesterday, so I was I was happy. I've now got I've now got one character with everything in the game beaten on its hardest mode, so I'm happy. Hmm. Uh, but apart from that, that's mm, trying to think what else I've done. I mean, oh, apart you... from work. Well, yeah, apart from work, I, I've got back into trying to burn through original series Star Trek. Canceling a Netflix subscription will do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
because we weren't really watching it, so I cancelled yeah, Netflix for a while. And then I was like, shit, I should probably try it. Well, while it, we've still got it for a few days, I should try and watch some more original <laughs> series. Uh, so I finally saw um, City on the Edge of Forever, which is widely regarded as being one of the best episodes of Star Trek in general. That's the one written by oh, Harlan okay. Ellison, isn't it? It is, yeah. Who's that? Harlan Ellison is the guy who basically, um, they stole all of the cool ideas from to make Terminator. Yes. Oh, okay. And also, he he wrote, um, I Have No Mouth and I'm a Scream. Mm. Ah, right, okay. Really yeah. cool game. Which you mean, he also voices Am, doesn't he? He, he voices Am in that game, yeah. yeah. I mean, they did change a lot, and they did remove a lot of very horrible stuff from the game that would not fly. Yeah, bear in mind how rough I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream is, a game that literally has Nazi concentration camps yeah. and a... Children uh, in it. It's, it's fucking rough. <laughs> and a character that's based in, like, their entire trauma is based around being sexually assaulted. Yeah. So, and being punished for that. Yeah, and that's in the game. They cut a lot. <laughs> they cut a lot from the story. Yeah, which he wrote in like an evening. Yeah, the fucking... it's not very long. The original. No, it's not very long, but it is fucking rough. But yeah, um, he wrote City on the Edge of Forever, and I can I won't, I won't give away much because honestly, if if you're gonna sit down and watch an episode of um, the original series Star Trek, watch City on the Edge of Forever because it's really good. Also has a really funny, a genuinely funny section where they're trying to explain who Spock is because they get because the whole thing's about time travel and they get sent back to like the 1930s and um, a policeman catches them stealing clothes. It's like, what are you doing? And Kirk just looks at him and goes, "You're probably wondering about my friend here." Like the guy hasn't asked, but looking at Spock. Is that like, you're probably wondering about my friend here? You can see, obviously, he's Chinese. <laughs> it's like, okay, some good writing right there. <laughs> but it's, just, it's like really the fact that the cop doesn't care and how badly Kirk is lying. Like they, they really pull <laughs> off the scene really well. It's really good. Um, but actually, um, there's a, a comic thing that's been coming out. I don't know if this if this is like worldwide or just Europe or just the UK or whatever. Of like a comic collection thing, like you know the like um, fortnightly magazines you get. First one's cheap to get you hooked, and then yeah. they crank up the price. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you know by the by the end of it, you've spent like eight hundred pounds on something that would have cost you two hundred pounds. You know, sort of thing. There's, they're doing one of those at the moment with the Star Trek comics. And so the first one was like two quid. And so I, I got that because it was like a Star Trek comic for two quid. And it's the, the first one was a comic called Countdown, which I've been meaning to read. That is basically a a story that bridges the gap between Star Trek set in sort of the post DS9 Voyager era. And up to the point where um, Romulus is destroyed and Spock goes back to spawn the new prequels. Okay. Like the new reboot yeah. of Star Trek, it's it's the bridging story between those two canons. Um, apparently, it's re- it's really quite good. I haven't read it yet, but um, but that's what's in that that one. The next one, which even though it's like up to full price, which is like eight quid, I'm still tempted to get because it's the version of City on the Edge of Forever, but based on Harlan Ellison's original script because a lot was changed. And knowing what Harlan Ellison was like, I really want to see that in yeah. like a, a nice readable form. It's got such an interesting clash because Star Trek I've always found, especially the early ones, to be quite twee. Yeah, because Harlan that. Ellison has quite a hard edge on him. Yeah, so it was like well, that's it, mostly what was cut out of the original yeah, script. From I, what I, can, tell. I can imagine. Well, I do want to see what has been changed. Mm. Mm. Uh, although, actually, um, the one other thing I want to mention about uh, watching original series stuff is I watched an episode the other day called The Apple. Right. 
in it, there is a race of people... That are apples. That are not apples. Pineapples? <laughs> they... Apples of the earth? No, no, no. Okay. No. Uh, the, the reason it's called the apple is because it's it, it's making a Garden of Eden allegory. Oh. Um, but the race of aliens, they have orange skin, curious whiteness around the eyes, giant fake-looking off-white hair... <laughs> It is an entire race made of bad Donald Trumps. Bad Donald Trump impersonators? Yeah. It was really <laughs> surreal. That is pretty weird. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to make any, any kind of political satire here whatsoever. I'm just going to put some facts out there and let people make of it what they will. We're going to be very unbiased now. The crew of the Enterprise introduced the concept of sex to them. I feel that's a mistake. <laughs> right yeah are you sure you didn't accidentally watch like the trump porn version of star trek uh, there is a trump um porn parody oh uh, uh, where i he, why he... do you know this what is wrong with you watch more star trek you need things. a hobby fuck uh. i think there is i think i think there is actually a porn version of the debate so it's oh, a version of, like a, a someone playing hillary clinton Pegging the a guy playing Trump. Oh, okay. I'm sure that's, that's a lot of fun for people who enjoy I think, political I pornography. I, I, I'm sure I saw Jim Sterling talking about that. Of on course, Twitter. you saw Jim Sterling about it. He's he's the weird porn master. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a thing. Um, huh. On that note, that's that's kind of my my my, my thing done. Have you got anything to talk about? Are you fucking seriously doing this? I can't fucking follow that. <laughs> well, after after I've talked about the Donald Trump porn. Yeah, I can't. I, I got. There is nothing I can say that anyone gives a fuck about now, like at all. Ugh, ugh. I can try. Um, I've been watching a lot of anime. Yeah, so, sorry about that. Um, Matt's French internet fell off. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now you're in a now you're in a different room. And it's super echoey. I'm in the world of echoes. <laughs> it's fine. There's not much left. It's okay. You can be the voice of God. <laughs> no, I forbid this or whatever it is God says. I don't know. Just any time you're talking about re- like how messed up an anime gets, you can uh, like. Like, Matt can sit there and go, No! no. Anime was a mistake! <laughs> can you... See, right now, he's just laughing. So, it doesn't feel like that much of a mistake. Okay, yeah. I have been watching anime. Shock horror. Uh, like, a few notable ones. There's Ao Oni, the blue monster. Okay. Which is, um... Have you... Uh, I think... Is it a, an RPG maker game of the same name? I believe so. Yeah, and it's it's just a weird RPG maker game, and they decided to make an anime out of it. Yeah, it's like a horror game. Oh, hang on, they did, they did it that way around. There's the game first. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, and like it's it's really weird because it looks like it's done in Flash or something. Yeah, well, it's one of those um, like Japan has these these anime that are. Like three minutes long. Yeah, like really short ones. Like Gakuin Handsome is a perfect anime. We will talk about that in a moment. You need to finish talking about the, the Blue Demon. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, so like in the game, it's literally just you're wandering around a house and you've got to solve puzzles and this this Blue Demon can come up and just kill you. Yeah, standard kind of stuff. All right. And the anime is like a bunch of characters who know each other and they go in there and 
they like in the first episode they don't notice that the blue demon is in the room with them and like he literally like as they're talking like he he walks up to this character as as this guy's talking puts a noose around his neck and wanders off and then like two guys like in front of him are talking and you see this guy being like yanked up to the ceiling and hung and like he's still talking like everything's <laughs> fine wow. and then like and then like he he starts eating another character's head while he's still talking. So he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then like they've just censored his neck because his head is missing. <laughs> and there's like the girl on the floor and she's had her head cut off and she's being stamped on. So she's just all squashed. And she's like, you're right. This house is kind of unwelcoming. And it's like, the fuck am I? And they all die horribly without really realizing it. And then the next episode is just them getting killed in different ways again. But like they 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 open a like a a wardrobe and one of the characters is in there and he's shaking so much that he's generating electricity so much so that they can power the entire house so they rig him up and they phone up like the local like power station and they're like yeah we've got free energy so we can solve the energy crisis of the near future and they're like yeah we'll give you three like thirty thousand dollars every month for him and they're like yeah you're on and they're like yay. <laughs> And then the blue demon comes in because the guy catches fire because he's, he's a bit overcharged and then he like gets a bowl of rice and starts eating him and they're like, oh, you like barbecued meat? And he's like, yes, and then chases them all and that's the fucking end. It's like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> where, where did you find this thing? Crunchyroll. Which oh, okay. fucking yeah. sponsor us because everything I'm going to be talking about is on fucking Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then there's... There's Inferno Cop, which is like Japanese axe cop. Excellent. <laughs> Again, this is a, a like a three minute anime mm-hmm. uh, thing. Because uh, I, I watched this with you. Yeah, because I was like, you need to watch this, and you're like, I don't like, I don't really like anime, and I was like, fucking sit down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last like two or three minute anime you showed me was the Donut Cat thing. Donyatsu. Yeah, Donyatsu. Oh, Which also, I have excellent. another one for you, Drummer Matt. Yeah. You have to watch Banania. Okay. Because it's literally about like bananas that have cat- like little cute kitties in them. Oh. And they're all called Bananias. <laughs> okay. And they're amazing, and I will say, I will link you <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, to, to describe Inferno Cop, it's, sort of, it's very like Axe Cop, but it's animated as if... It's animated like... Um, if the Emperor had a text-to-speech device, except <laughs> if it was animated not by someone who gave a shit, it was animated by someone like me. <laughs> so it's like the same style thing of, like, they've got one picture of the person and then they have to animate everything around that one mm. picture. Well, Inferno Cop is, yeah, it's fucking weird. But yeah, it's it's no it's nowhere near as, as like, well done as, yeah. like, text-to-speech, so... <laughs> Bit of spoilers for the first episode. A policeman... Rolls up to a disturbance where a gang of, uh, of, of people are attacking a heavily pregnant woman. Um, he, he, he strolls up and he, he pulls his gun and he's like, okay, you got to stop that. That's against the law or whatever it is policemen say in this uh, situation. And they turn around and they go, well, we've paid our taxes. So, and he's like, oh, why didn't you say so? So he gets in his car and he drives off and the woman's like, <laughs> oh no, but I'm so pregnant. And then Inferno Cop rolls up. Inferno Cop who has stood there with, with his awesome revolver, his leather jacket, and his head that is a skeleton that is on fire. <laughs> okay, his head is a skull that is on fire, not an entire skeleton. I like my version better. <laughs> and he's like, stop that. And they're like, oh shit. 
but we pay our taxes. He's like, I don't fucking care. So he kills them all and K- saves yeah, Lily. Kills them. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, kills, kills them all, saves the lady, and she's like, oh, thank you. And then her water breaks, which causes a fountain to erupt between her legs and spray him <laughs> with with baby juice until the street is submerged. <laughs> he delivers this baby, and it has the mark of the Southern Cross, which is the gang that was hassling the lady in the first mm. place. I won't continue and spoil it, but that baby... Has quite a destiny. Yeah. I, everyone should just go and watch just some Inferno Cop. Go and watch Inferno Cop. You probably will regret it, but it'll be an experience. <laughs> oh, God. oh, and, and Gaku and Handsome. Yeah, that's... That's, that's another three-minute thing. It's it's very beautiful. It's... Uh, I don't think I can adequately describe this, well, this anime it's based on and it's another one that's based on a game mm. a, a dating game a dating it? game mm. of the same name um i think probably the best way to describe that one is it is a short a short anime um that it's a comedy but the art style is based around 14 year old westerners drawing anime on deviant art I know because I was a 14-year-old yeah. Westerner drawing anime and DeviantArt. So, yeah, that's exactly how my art fucking looked. It's intentionally drawn really badly. They all have ridiculously pointy chins. <laughs> like, like seriously, just Google Gaku and Handsome. You will not be disappointed. I have such shites, I have such shites to show you. <laughs> but yeah, so I've watched the entire, like, the entire run of that. It's pretty good. And I guess the last one is uh, okay. I want to see if Drummer Matt can guess the um, like what this anime is about. <clears throat> Assassination classroom. Okay. Okay. What do you think that anime is about? It's just from the title. A school of assassins. Close. It's so like well, assassins learn how to assassin. Kind of. It's 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 one class that is full of assassins. Okay. Well, I say assassins, they're like 14-year-old kids. Yeah. That aren't really assassins. But they have been given a thing by the government. They've been given a mission to kill their teacher. (laughs) Right. Because otherwise he's going to blow up the world in a year. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, He blew a hole in the moon just to prove that. And then he was like, look at me, I blew a hole in your moon and I'm going to do that to Earth. Now let me be a teacher for a year. And if none of those those children can kill me... Then I'm going to blow up the earth. Right. And the government went, yeah, that's all right. That's, that's fair enough. legit, yeah. Yeah. And it's just fucking bizarre. It's it's very silly because they'll be like, because he's a really fucking good teacher. Have you explained what the teacher looks like? No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I, I feel that that's kind of important to bring okay, up. Okay, so I, I didn't want to spoil it, but uh, the teacher is a yellow smiley octopus alien. Okay. That's in, like, he's got the little, like, you know the graduation gear, like the robes? Uh, Mortarboard, it's called. Mortarboard, yeah. So he's got a waterboard on. A mortarboard. That's what I said. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a a motorboat on. And he's he's a really fucking good teacher. And the government supply these kids with anti-him knives and guns. And, like, they don't hurt humans, but they they murder him. And he can move at Mach 20. Okay, right. So frequently he'll just go to China for, like, lunch and then come back. 
during this the lunch break just because eh. but he's like a really good teacher and he's like because class e are kind of like the dropouts and misfits like with really low grades that this school is kind of sanctioned off to the side like some kind of disease and he's and he's like he comes up one day and goes i want to teach these kids and they're like uh sure okay (laughs) and like like the best things is like there'll be like a girl sitting there going sensei i don't understand this math problem and he'll go over and he'll be he'll be tenderly explaining to her and then suddenly you'll see a hand pop up with a knife and try and stab him and then like he'll stop her and then they'll just carry on as normal while she's trying to knife him it's just it's so fucking bizarre but it's actually really de- like bloody entertaining especially cuz like like it's it's kind of like a little bit of a spoiler but not really but like the principal, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, have you heard of the worker ant thing? Like, 20% of people work really hard, 20% of people slack off, and the other 60 are average. He's trying to force a percentage so that if he, like, humiliates and victimizes 5% of the school body, like the student body, then 95% will be, like, looking down upon them going, I don't want to be like that, I best work hard. So he has like a good score, yeah, and awfully cynical. It is, and it's like kind of like there's a couple of moments where it's like, it, it really is quite close to the bone where they're like, oh look at the misfit, you know, like they treat them badly because that's the habit, not because they're bad people, and it's just it, yeah, it's and then there's the fucking big yellow octopus thing that's like <laughs> outside making tea and getting shot at by every single one of his students. But, yeah, can recommend that one. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, apart from work, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, there is there is one thing that's been on my mind this whole time. One very important thing. Yeah? Would you mind if I shared this? Because I, I want your guys... Uh, I want Drama Matt's opinion as well. Okay. Yeah. So, I saw a writing prompt on... Um, I follow writing prompts on Tumblr, and this there was a writing prompt I saw that was oh what was it here, here I wrote it down. You're Woody, and you've just been quote adopted by a new family. This person has a lot of toy collections, but by far his Warhammer forty thousand collection is the strangest, and it's making Buzz Lightyear nervous. <laughs> right. I think it's making Buzz Lightyear nervous because he's obviously a fucking space marine. But well, I I, I like <laughs> he's, to think... he's afraid of Games Workshop's copyright people. <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah. it's, it's literally just one sentence writing prompt over go home <laughs> I like to think that the, all of the 40k miniatures would be like Buzz Lightyear was in Toy Story 1 and that they think they are space marines or chaos mm. marines or whatever well like they're just gonna see like cause I had canon Buzz Lightyear as a, uh, a, a lunar wolf yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a giant lunar wolf and well, we all know what happened to them, don't we? Oh, so, yes. I mean, what what is the army this this guy owns? Is it loyalist? Is it is it chaos? Is is it marines at all? What is what are we doing here? Uh, well, I I think uh, it's safe to say that I'm just kind of, I'm getting stuck in the minutia it, of just it's Buzz safe to say, let's just say it's a marine army. It will, it will want, be an ultramarine yeah. army because it always is. It always is. Yeah. I remember hearing a quote or a quote that someone had on a uh, I think it was on Daka Daka the forum. Where they said there are two kinds of 40k players. There are people that have a Space Marine army and people that only have a Space Marine army. <laughs> I'm glaring. I, know, I can't, like... I, okay, I have, like, five witch models <laughs> Deldars. I can't say... I, I'm, I might have... My, my, my main army might be orcs, but I do have a Space Marine army. Mm, this is true. 
So let's just assume it's Space Marines. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I do love the idea because you remember the soldiers from Toy Story, how they'd move, like with the, like the little click click noises <laughs> they make. Imagine an entire like forty k army doing that towards you. <laughs> oh God! See, it'd be funny at first, then it'd be menacing, but then it'd get funny again. But the thing that I think is really interesting there is that brings up the idea of where you draw the line in, in Toy Story. Like, about what's alive. Because obviously, in Toy Story, the toys are alive. Yeah, but like the Woody and the Slinky. And then there's, like, things like Ham, the piggy bank. And then there's <laughs> the Etch-A-Sketch, which is technically kind of like an entertainment art kind of thing. So, does that mean that, like... Would, an, would a Rubik's Cube be alive? Would, yeah, would, like, a games console be alive? Would a money box that is not shaped like something that's supposed to be alive come alive ah. in the Toy Story universe. Maybe, what? maybe it has to look like it is alive, and then it is alive. That's how well, it But the works. cars are alive. They have things like Transformers ah, and cars, and, and yeah, an Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> so it's like, okay, like what have I got? Like, figurines in my room. Okay. So, I have dinosaur toys, and we know from Toy Story 3, well, well we know from Toy Story in general, that dinosaurs yeah. count as alive. Okay. So what about, what if I had, like, a Xenomorph figurine? Yeah, do those oh, come fuck. alive? Would that come alive? Would it terrorise the other toys? <laughs> Does would it act? Would it kill? How do you kill another toy? What would happen if one of the? Do they? They don't rot because they're non-organic. Well, in in fairness, Buzz is an exception in that he thinks that he's the thing that he's shaped like. Mm. Most of them know they're toys, so presumably the xenomorph wouldn't behave well, like a xenomorph. Well, what if it initially does? Well, possibly. Because then you have to get, like, Lego fire, and it would be genuinely like, oh, no, that's probably real fire, because the fire thinks it's real. <laughs> okay, so I have a more horrifying thought. Okay. So, your 40k dudes are alive, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if you, like, if one of them, you're building it, and it's it's built, but you haven't put both of its arms on yet? Would that still be alive as a legs, torso, and head? So, oh. Would oh. It, but then, if that's alive, if you follow it through... Are they alive when they're still on the sprue? Also, what if you kitbash and swap parts? Yeah, and there's there's that that's like completely well, like because you've got your your bits box of like miscellaneous heads and things. Are all those bits oh, God, alive? This, this is this is some kind of Cronenbergian nightmare. Yeah, like do the arms know that they're attached to the wrong person? Oh, I, I Are they silently th- screaming? I don't want to think of my bits box coming alive and all the arms and legs like crawling <laughs> out. Yeah, like, all the bits you glued together when you were like fourteen. Like, <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess because I mean it, that sort of stuff is touched upon in Toy Story One with Sid, where he makes mm, those like yeah. like weird like combination toys. But they but, seem to function. But do they share consciousness? Like, if you like, you remember there's that part where the doll has its head removed and replaced with a pterodactyl's head. Yeah, and they they like swap heads. Yeah, but they, they Does, do get that procedure reversed. Yeah, though. but. When when they're like as those parts where there's where there's like got the pterodactyl head, does that have the consciousness of both those toys or just the one that the head comes from? Hmm. Because if we're dealing with a thing where your sprue could be alive, is the one sprue one consciousness? So if there's like multiple marines on that, is that one like gestalt entity? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trump that right now because when when Buzz has gone a bit weird and he's having he's having tea with Hannah's toys, yeah, neither of them have heads, and they are still fully functioning and able to direct and kind of know what's happening. Yet his arm is not alive. And it's sentient. not alive. So where does yeah. the sentience in a toy exist? Is it yeah. in the torso? Is it, I'm it's guessing... not in the head. 
it seems but to be the, the um, torso. There's the the legs with a fishing rod on it, which is sentient. The hooker. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, oh, yeah, of course yes, we go back to the yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we get back to the etcher sketch, which has no head or body. So where is where the, is the sentience in where, that etcher sketch? Where where does this centre? Because obviously there is a point at which the sentience is cut off. Because mm. Buzz, yeah, like you say, Buzz's arm is completely useless. And likewise, where is a similar point? Is where does this stop? Like. Is it is it only things that children interact with? Like, say, I, I've got like I've got a Mechagodzilla a vinyl figure up there. That's not for kids. That's that's a figure for for people to just have. Whereas I have one of those monster things that you can like yank off the arms and legs and head and s- swap bodies. So this dude, my little werewolf guy, who like you, because okay, there's a line of toys where you buy them and you buy another one and tear the arms off and then just kind of mix and match. I have one of those. So where is the sentience in him? Well, yeah. Like that's that's that that toys like that are an issue in themselves. But what, what I was saying was that it's a monster was that something that's designed for adults. Mm. That's a toy for adults. Does that still come alive? Sex toys. Mm. They're toys. That that's the next point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Exactly. Do, do sex toys know what they are? Oh god, that'd be a horrifying existence. <laughs> yeah. Muffled screaming is heard. Is it the word toy that gives them the sentience, or is it or it? I want to know where the line is drawn. Mm. I want to know. <laughs> well, like, you look at, like, okay, so little Bo Peep, you remember her? She was a porcelain, like, lamp. Yeah, because she's not, that's not She's really... not a toy. She's not a toy at all. She's not a toy at all. She's a, she's a porcelain figure. So that does kind of insinuate that it is, if it's something for kids. So that mm. means that, like, um... Do you think blankets could come alive and murder our children? Uh, only, that's what I'm asking. Only in The Brave Little Tosa. Okay. Because there is there is a, a blanket in that an electric, an electric blanket. Um, well, electric blankets that, kill yeah. a lot of people. That's nothing special. I'm not scared. But if because if everything can come alive, that means that the brave little toaster exists in the same universe as Toy Story. Okay, so toasters are alive. <laughs> they're not a toy. They are a tool. But so is an etcher sketch, really. Yeah, but they used. I'm sure they used tools in in Toy Story. And there's uh, well, they may they may be a slave race. Oh. Ooh. That, ooh, getting getting the dark lore of Toy Story here, and and uh, you know, and, I mean, hell, you're you're talking about your toy that like comes apart. Mm. Think about Lego. Mm, that's existentialist horror right there. Like, what again? What defines when that becomes a new entity? If you build something, are Lego blocks sentient because they're made of exactly the same thing? Is is there any? Cause I don't think there's any Lego in or Mega Blocks or anything like that in in the Toy Story films. Presumably because so. Lego there's Barbie wouldn't give the rights to that, it. But. There's like Barbie finally got in there on the third one. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, where would Lego fall in that line? What would that be its own entity? Well, you see, construction blocks like you see. In one of the movies, building blocks. Yeah. Like, you see, like, you know, the kiddie building blocks with, with numbers on them and stuff. Yeah. Those are alive. Are those alive? I think they're alive, yeah. Because, like, in the opening scene, I'm sure that, you know, One-Eyed Bart is, is fighting Woody. I'm sure he, yeah. like, he knocks, he knocks like, some of them over, and I think they, they pop up and clean themselves up after, after Andy's gone. Oh, you might be right there, actually. Yeah, and it's like, so, so Lego blocks are alive. I guess Lego people would be alive. Yeah, minifigs are presumably bound to be alive, mm. right? Yeah. yeah and I, do they suffer from the same kind of 40k, like, limbs belonging to different people thing? Yeah, and like, half the time... pull people's hair off. Is the hair sentient? Actually, wait a minute, because I've just realised... Because how inconsistent this whole thing is, because 
obviously an inconsistency. Yeah, because we, we we know about Buzz's arm when that's removed, that that becomes non non usable. It's it's mm. not movable. It's like an actual limb if it was removed. Mister Potato Head, however, can remove oh. his individual parts, and they retain like connection to him. This is true. So maybe cons- things that are meant to be taken apart and put back together, those retain like sentience between those individual parts. It becomes like it's one entity, even though it's in many parts. Mm. But then that means that, yeah, something like um, something like, like a Lego Man, where you can take parts of it and put it on another one, does that mean that then you could have two Lego Men that are sharing two minds between each other because they're sharing parts? Maybe. Maybe in this kind of weird, uh, like, whatever it is, Maybe with things like that, especially in greater numbers, maybe they're just a part of a hive mind. So no individual. Because if that would happen to an individual... So Lego is the Borg. Uh, yeah. I would feel that if that kind of thing was the stress on an individual ego, that would send them fucking bananas. You know what I mean? With the amount yeah. of pressure and having to deal with that. Well, maybe... So if a hive mind is the only plausible reason. Well, maybe that's why it's the, there's no Lego in the Toy Story film. Because it's just too fucking dark. Because they're all insane. All the Lego men are dark, insane figures that the toys stay away from. Because yeah, they are yeah. driven mad by their own existence. That that could very well be, because I haven't seen anything to disprove that. Mm. So it's, 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 a, it's a good uh, <laughs> a good hypothesis. Your Throw thoughts, that. Matthew. Your thoughts. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I would love to see like Ruth's opinion on this because yeah. she's just going to sit there and go, "Why do you talk to these people?" I think right now Matt is just sitting there going, "I am glad there is now country borders between me and them." Brexit was not a mistake. I'm over here now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm safe. <laughs> he says, rocking back and yeah, forth I in don't his know big if you can hear me rocking, room. but. <laughs> Oh shit! Would Game Boys be alive? If an Etch Sketch is, I can't see why a Game Boy wouldn't be alive. Oh, sh- you know that's really fucking twisted because, like, I have like a few Game Boys, and the games inside them—they would that mean they all have like Alzheimer's or some other kind of like degenerative mental disorder? Oh, no, Game Boys would still be like Bemo. No, no, no. Bemo because, seems like, happy. All of the cartridges, which is kind of—that's the reason. That's like the Game Boy's brain for the moment. All of their batteries have, have run out now. So you can't save. So does that mean they've all got, like, some kind of, like, memory issue? Like, Ooh, possibly. Sure, they don't have memory themselves. Although I think that that's maybe thinking more about the real-world mechanics mm. than, than the magical toy life that they have. Yeah, this is true. Because this is, let's just be frank, this is magic we're dealing with. Hmm. Yeah, yeah some up. fucking evil, sinister voodoo magic. Well, actually, no, not voodoo magic, because voodoo was actually supposed to be very good. But yeah, some sinister, like, like dark, evil magic here. Because, like, so... Do toys feel pain? Uh, I feel... Yeah, they must do, because they're all scared of Sid. And if they didn't feel pain, they wouldn't be scared. Yeah, I think it is... So they can die. And, and and Woody screams when he gets his head burned. Hmm. Mm. So they must feel pain. But toys also, feel pain. They also get, like, re-stitched. Because you remember in the second one, yeah. he, like, gets his arm torn, and he gets, like, his boot painted over and everything, so it's like... Surely getting your arms like re-stitched would fucking hurt. I, I think the uh, the way of looking at it is simply that toys have a different concept of pain mm. to what we do. They feel pain on a different level. Maybe only when fire is involved, because it burns out the evil. Well, possibly. Because, you know, Sid likes using explosions. Are you, are you trying to insinuate that the alive toys are actually 
evil entities and that Sid is actually a righteous paladin in that world who is purging them. I'm not insinuating that entirely. I'm just saying that the forces that created the toys, more specifically, their sentience, is presumably evil. It's definitely the devil. I it's think. definitely some kind of evil entity. If you, if I'm not re- saying the you know the the toys themselves and all the individualities are inherently evil because that would be fucking that would be outrageous of me to say, but I I feel that the driving force behind their creation was. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we maybe end the podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> This is why people tune in. <laughs> Existentialism about Toy Story and fucking stupid bullshit that means nothing to anyone. <laughs> so I think um, for unrelated reasons, I need to leave now. That's plausible. I believe you. <laughs> Thank you for coming back and not being lost to the French forever. It's okay. And hopefully next time I'll have a more, a bit more of a permanent setup so I won't, we won't have to move halfway through. <laughs> That will be that will be good. Well, I'm sure I'm sure no one minded, and if they do, they've already written about eighty thousand angry comments, and then they'll be angry about me forgetting which one is Epona. Yeah, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> there were so many angry comments on this one. Oh, oh yeah, so many. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was a that was a good episode. Was, yeah, smooth. <laughs>